Holy Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you this night expecting the power of God to manifest itself. We're asking this this night that the Word of God, you'd make it real to each of us' heart. Father, show us things that we know not out of your Word, and we'll give all the honor and praise to our King and our Lord, Jesus Christ, and we'll thank you for it. And every saint said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn with me tonight to Luke, the 13th chapter. We started teaching on healing. A few weeks back on Wednesday nights, we started teaching on healing, and, and we found out in the, uh, in the Gospels, under Jesus Christ's ministry, that there was 19 cases of healing recorded that the Holy Spirit saw fit to uh, uh, record 19 different cases. And we found out, you know, that each one of these cases, every one of them would be a case that you could fit in with. So every disease, every kind of sickness, everything that could befall man or, or any kind of sickness and disease, you could go to the Gospels and find out you could have a precedence uh, of that case being healed. So anything, that, that any kind of disease, no matter what it was, Jesus Christ healed it, and he said he's no respecter of persons, and so if he heal one, he'll heal them all. Amen? Praise God. He said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We found out out of these 19 cases of healing uh, mentioned in Jesus' ministry that 12 of them, 12 out of these 19 cases, the individual's faith was mentioned. Their faith was mentioned in there, and we know if their faith was mentioned and their faith got them healed, your faith can get you healed. Amen? So no matter what it is, no matter what kind of sickness, no matter what kind of disease, no matter what it is, blessed be God, if their faith will work for them, your faith will work for you. Praise God. Actually, in actual facts, uh, None of the people in Jesus' ministry, no one that Jesus preached to was a Christian. No one had been born again. No one had been saved. They, were, they couldn't be saved until after the resurrection. The new birth was not uh, uh, made available. How many of you know, listen close to me something. How many of you know it's a difference between being born again and being saved? May teach on that soon, but it's a difference. Salvation includes deliverance, healing, soundness of mind, but the new birth is not a healing process. It is a, it is a means whereby God took the old man you was that was connected to sin and annihilated him and made you a brand new creation. It's not healing at all. Praise God. It has nothing to do with it. Salvation has nothing, is not the, the, the new birth at all. Praise God. In... The Gospels, we find that uh, uh, Jesus sought faith out of people. He sought faith out of them. He went about he preaching and teaching and healing. And where they received his preaching and teaching, they'd receive his healing. And we found out this, that Jesus, in his ministry, uh, he went about seeking faith because, you know, he told the centurion he hadn't found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. So he was looking for people that would believe uh, the word of God and believe that he was the Messiah and believe that he was anointed 
to be healed, to, uh, to heal people. Praise God. So uh, as we go through these gospels, looking at the testimonies of healings under Jesus' ministry, just hook on to every one of them, find out everything about every one of them, because I tell you what, it'll come a day if you live on this earth, you'll have to find, know something about healing if you're going to uh, get God to heal you. It, it won't just fall on you just because it's in the Bible. You won't just get healed. It's a menu Christian that's saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, talks in tongues, loves God, that could in no kind of way, shape, form, or fashion get healed because they do not understand healing. So uh, uh, Jesus, you know, he said, lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed. They go into captivity for they have no knowledge. So without the knowledge of the Word of God, it's hard, to, it's hard to get anyone healed. And it's just next thing to impossible. Are you listening to me? Uh, a lot of people think just because Jesus healed in the Bible that, uh, 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 that it'd be the easiest thing in the world. But as you read through the Gospels, we find out cases where people even carried them on top of the roof and all men, they had to fight their way through crowds. They had to do a lot of things. But there's one thing that always stuck out. Man, they brought them. They done whatever it took to get a hold of Jesus. Praise God. And so if a person will do whatever it takes, he'll always be healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, the Luke, the 13th chapter. Starting in the 10th verse, this is about a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. Spirit of infirmity or rheumatoid arthritis. I'll put it like that. Tenth verse. It said, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of an infirmity eighteen years, and was bowed together and could no, could no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called to her, called her to him and said to her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmities. He laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. The rulers of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not, be, and not on the Sabbath day. They didn't deny this woman was healed. I mean, it wasn't no use of denying the thing. She was healed. Even, the, even those that disagreed with healing, even those uh, rulers of the synagogue that didn't like it, they had to agree she was healed. Amen. 15th verse said, And the Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, does thou not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his mule from the stall and lead him away to water? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. They got ashamed of themselves. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Praise be unto God. Now it said Jesus was in this synagogue. He went into the church on the Sabbath day. They had a Sabbath day meeting. 
and while he was there teaching in this synagogue. You have to see, he said he was there teaching in their synagogue. You know what comes by teaching? See, a lot of people's never been taught about divine healing. A lot of people never heard anyone teach anything about God's healing power and how to receive it. A lot of, I, I've never seen a human being that didn't know God could heal. How many of you know you can't get healed just believing in the power of God? You can't get healed just believing in the power of God. In other words, that God's able to heal you, that he has the power to do it. He's able to heal you. He can do it. If he wants to, he can do it. You can't get healed just believing that. Because I can get a man off the street. Any, I can stop uh, 20 people in a row and ask them, do you believe God can heal you? And 20 people out of 20 will say, yes, I believe he can do anything he wants to. That won't get you healed. That will not get you healed. Just believe in that. I talked with a lady in the hospital this evening and she believed God could heal her and that she had even been healed by God supernaturally. Her husband, uh, one of the members in the church here, Gloria King, she had prayed with her husband and he was gonna have to have a colostomy put on and they didn't want him to have to have his colon took out and put this colostomy on and she said, I know God heals. He healed my husband. Gloria prayed for him. We know that. We know that, see. We know he can heal, but I don't know why he won't heal me. Well, see, she knows God can and it will do you no good to know that God can if you don't know that he's willing, praise God. You've got to know the will of God. You've got to know without a shadow of a doubt that my God wants you healed, that he wants you set free, and that God Almighty, he wants to see you healthy and, and vigorous, and he doesn't want you bound by Satan with any infirmity or anything else. You have to know that part. Praise the Lord. I talked to a lady in the hospital. She knew that. She knew that uh, uh, God had the power, knew God could. She'd seen him heal, but she didn't know whether he'd heal her or not. If you don't know whether he will or not, you're not going to get healed. You've got to know his will. You've got to know his willingness. You've got to know his wanting to. You've got to know he desires it more than you want it, praise God. So this woman had been bowed over 18 years. Now with the rheumatoid arthritis, now, now most of you don't, don't, don't have any picture of this woman that she's bowed like this, but she's in pain every second of her life. They didn't have anison back then. They didn't have uh, cortisone. They didn't have codeine. They didn't have medications to stop the pain. She was in pain 18 years, day and night. Now, this is a terrible thing. I know what this is. I, I, I had a friend that, that, that died with rheumatoid arthritis, and it kept bowing him backwards until his head touched his backside back there, and they could not give him enough uh, dope to, to, to kill the pain. They even put him on heroin, and it was not strong enough. Morphine wouldn't hold it. And he died a horrible death. This was, this was before I knew the Lord. 
And I know this is a terrible case. Here the Lord, you know the love and the compassion of your God. He walked in there and this woman been born over 18 years. Man, he called her to himself. He called her to himself. And he said, I want this daughter healed because she's a daughter of Abraham. She's got a covenant with Almighty God. She's got a right to have her healing. Praise God. He said, Jesus called her. Come receive. Come receive. Hallelujah. How many of you know the cry is out? Come receive. Whosoever will shall come. Whosoever will shall come. Praise God. Jesus, he laid his hands on her and immediately she was healed. Immediately she was healed. Uh, this spirit had her bound. He said it was a spirit of infirmity. So this spirit had her bound. I believe arthritis to be a spirit when it controls somebody. I tell you what, it'll deform you. It'll make you deformed. It'll deform people. Their joints will come out of socket. Everything else. I've got a dear old lady that's got uh, arthritis and she looked like uh, when I was a kid they had a, had a little story book that I'd read and it was about a crooked man who lived on a crooked street and uh, walked a crooked mile and had a crooked eye. How many of you ever met that? He is crooked all the ever which way. Well, she's twisted like that. Rheumatoid arthritis. Day and night she hurts. Only relief is when she passes out. She don't know Jesus Christ is that same loving God today that he was right there and she can be set free. All right, this, this uh, 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 woman, Jesus calls her to him and he said, and he laid his hands on her. He laid his hands on her. I've had people ask me, so what is all that laying on of the hand? Well, let me tell you something. If you've got something on the inside of you, you know something on the inside of you can be transmitted. It's the healing virtue of Almighty God. It's the life and nature of the living God. It'll drive out devils. It'll heal the sick. This was a spirit of infirmity and the same anointing that will heal the sick will drive a devil out. Are you listening to me? A lot of folks say, well, you got to do it a certain way, do it. I'll tell you what, that anointing of Almighty God will break all yokes, praise God. In the 19th chapter of Acts, the 11th and 12th verse, it said how God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that aprons and hatches were brought unto him and from his body, this, 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 Supernatural power flowed. Same power that's on the born-again believer with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. He said from his body, they brought these hatches and evil spirits went out of them and those with the palsy were healed. Praise God. So the same anointing that will heal will drive a devil out. Are you listening to me? Praise be unto God. All right, he said in that 16th verse there, he said, now ought not this woman to be healed? He, you know, he told them you're a bunch of hypocrites. They said y'all not heal on Sunday. You know, that ain't the way we do it over at our church. We don't like the way you're doing it, Jesus. How many of you know Jesus couldn't preach in most churches? <laughs> or they, that ain't the way we do that, Jesus. Now we've got to have this, and we've got to have that. Now we do it this way. He said, you bunch of hypocrites, you let your mule out. Uh, ain't this woman good as a mule? Huh? 
Ain't this woman, you left your mule out of the stall to go get some water? Ought not I let her go, praise God. She's been bound all this time, 18 years. Man, she needs a drink of water, praise God. I got some water where you will never thirst, hallelujah. It's the water of the Holy Ghost. It'll drive out devils. It'll heal the sick. It'll deliver any man that comes to Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he called her and said, look here. Laid hands on her. Actually, what he told her, uh, King James said, thou art loosed from thy infirmities. King James says that. But really, that ain't what he said. He said, you've already been loosed. <laughs> Most translations said, you've already been loosed. Well, when was he loosed? When God made a covenant, an Abrahamic covenant. He said, ought not this woman be loosed who's a daughter of Abraham? She's got a covenant with Almighty God. Hallelujah. She's got a covenant with God. I was reading Cotton Patch translation of that, and he brought it out. Said he told her, said, oh, you already been loosed. <laughs> you got a covenant with Abraham. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you know if you be Christ, if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.29 said, if ye be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If the daughters of Abraham ought to be loose, the sons, the children, and everyone else. He said, if you are of faith, ye are of Abraham. Praise God. And if ye be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Whatever God promised him, it's yours. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, under the Abrahamic covenant, he said in Exodus 23, 25 said, I'll bless you bread and water and I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Jesus done it, didn't he? Huh? Who done that? The great I am. Huh? Great I am done that. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. He said in Psalms 103, 2, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He's talking about the old covenant. They got old covenant benefits. What are they? Who forgiveth all mine iniquities and healeth all my diseases. Amen? Healeth all my diseases. See, that's not something extra. That's a benefit of your contract. That's just in your constitutional rights. Hallelujah. Well, blessed be God in the, the Abrahamic covenant, these uh, healing belong to them. But, you know, over in the new covenant, he said, we got a better covenant established on better promises. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said something else. Ought not this woman, uh, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan is bound. See, he brings something else out in this verse. Whose Satan is bound. He said Satan was the one that had her bound. You know, a lot of people need to find out who's got them bound. A lot of people need to find out who's their enemy. A lot of people need to find out who's robbing and stealing and killing from them. They need to find out who the sickness is coming from. You know, Acts 10, 38 said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Praise God. First John 3, 8 said, The Son of Man was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, that was one of the devil's works, was spirits of infirmity, sickness, and all those things. 
God said that Satan was behind the sickness. You know, I've heard people say, well, Brother Son, I believe the Lord put that on me to teach me something. You know, those people that believe that, they never do get their healing and they never do learn anything either. You know, if he's putting something on you to teach you something, why don't you learn what he's teaching you? Huh? How long you been sick, dear sister? Well, eight years. Well, you mean you, your head's so thick you can't learn something in eight years? You mean to tell me that you ain't got sense enough to learn something in eight years? You mean you've been sick, God's teaching you something for eight years and you ain't learned it yet? Amen? Well, I wouldn't want to tell that on myself. You know, that's bad enough. Folks talk about me bad enough, but bless God. You know, he said, he, you know, he's, he's a full-blood redneck. You know, well, that's all right. I don't mind that. But I don't like to be called ignorant, folks. Now, I may not speak with the king's English, but, brother, I can tell you one thing. What I know about the word of the living God, I know it, and no man and no devil can take it away from me because I got something in my heart from my God. Hallelujah. And no matter what man or devil says, they all can be a lie and let God be the truth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he said, Satan is the oppressor of this thing. Son of man was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. This was one of the works of the devil. You know, John Alexander Dowie, the man that single-handedly, single-handedly brought healing back to the world. He was a congregational minister in Australia. And, and they, had a, they had a, you know what congregational is? You know, you know what Presbyterian and Episcopal, I mean, it's weaker than that. I mean, it ain't that strong, you know. Anyway, you know, they just preach a little light case of, of uh, well, they don't, they don't go that far. They just say, just don't shoot nobody or rob nobody and the rest, you know, that's about all there is to it, you know. But he was a congregational minister. And there was his church. The bluebonnet plague came there and he had done lost a third of his church. And he was a pastor. See, I know what a pastor's like. His heart breaks for his people and he don't know what to do. He, can't, he is crying and sobbing before Almighty God. And he said, God, are you gonna take my whole church? You gonna kill everybody in my church? Uh, you gonna just take the whole thing? And he said, while well, he is crying before God, he said, up out of his heart came a scripture that he read. said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He said, I see it, I see it. Devil, you the one oppressing them. You the one killing my people. It's not God against the church. Amen, hallelujah. And he said, oh, with that fresh revelation in his heart, said, oh, said he was just about to jump out of his skin and he heard a knock on the door. And he said, he said, there was a young man there and he said, a mother sent me down here and said, come quickly. Mary's at the point of death. Come pray with her. Come pray with her. She's at the point of death. He said he run down the street, no hat on his head, you know. Used to men had to wear a hat when they left. But he said I didn't even have a hat on my 
my head. I was in a hurry. I had something from Almighty God burning in my heart. And he went in and the doctor was there and he walked out and said, she's, she's about to pass over to the other side. He said, doctor, said, can you pray the prayer of faith? He said, you better leave God's work alone. He said, how dare you to uh, 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 point at God and say God's the one doing this sickness? How dare you? He said, he was a member of my church, and I was the one taught him, he said. He said, but how dare you say that? He said, I went into the room with a fresh revelation that the devil was the oppressor and God was the healer and said, I laid hands on Mary and said, when I did, she just fell into a deep sleep just like that and said, the nurse said she's dead. He said, oh no, oh no. And said, he shook her, and he said, Mary, Mary. And she just snapped to, and she said, oh, I feel so good, I feel so good. He said, give her something to eat. Said he had heard, said he remembered when Jesus had raised Jairus' little daughter. He said, give her something to eat. He said, give her something to eat. He said, bless God. Said he had 40 members of his church that had already died and about 40 more getting ready to die, trying to die on him. Said, but he didn't lose another one because he found out Satan was the thief and Satan was the oppressor, but Almighty God was the healer. Hallelujah. Shout amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Single-handedly, he brought healing back to the world. Single-handedly. He built a city, Zion City in Illinois. I could name minister after minister, and you'd recognize every one of them that came out of his ministry. John G. Lake. How many of you ever heard of John G. Lake? Oh, man. Most powerful man. F. F. Bosworth, Gordon Lindsay. I could go on and on, name them all. They came out of this man's ministry. I'm telling you, God, when he starts moving, he moves supernaturally, folks. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we see in this verse that, that Jesus is in the loosened business and Satan's the one been binding them. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Matthew the 17th chapter. Matthew 17. Look at another case of healing. Here was a young boy. He's recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The Holy Spirit saw fit to record it in all three of them. Uh, Matthew 7, 14. Here was a Young boy had epileptic fits. You ever seen anyone having epileptic fits? Huh? Well, this fellow was, uh, this man brought his son to Jesus to get the uh, spirits cast out, said he had epileptic fits. Sometimes this spirit would try to throw this boy in the fire. Sometimes he'd try to throw him in the water. His daddy, daddy spoke about him, said he's a lunatic. Now, when your daddy calls you a lunatic, you're in bad shape, folks. Are you listening to me? I know my daddy's called me a lunatic, you know, huh? and I was in bad shape. Praise the Lord. He brought him. Anyway, Jesus rebuked the demon, and it said, and the child was cured. The child was cured. He rebuked the devil. He rebuked the devil. Instantly, the boy was healed. He was cured. 
You know, when that demon left, the Bible records said he was, he, was, he was cured. You know, just because the demon leaves, you know, a lot of folks say, well, he got the devil cast out. Yeah, but he gets cured too. Amen? Turn with me to the ninth chapter of Luke. It has the same account there. Ninth chapter of Luke, the 37th verse. This man, he, the account Luke brings of it, said this man brought his son. He was totally possessed. Now this man, he said he was possessed, totally possessed. And this st spirit stayed in manifestation all the time. Now, that's a powerful devil that'll, that'll stay in manifestation. I mean, he's all the time in, in, in manifestation. He said he hardly departs from him. I mean, this devil said uh, uh, he's got a dumb devil, and he hardly departs. He, he, he stays there all the time. And he said this spirit tears him and made this boy foam at the mouth. He bruised him. And... Uh, he told him, said, bring him to me. And when, when Jesus walked in the presence of this boy with the devil, this demon began to manifest himself. He started uh, uh, tearing the boy and, and going into manifestation. Now listen close to me. Demons will always manifest themselves in the presence of a Christian that knows his authority. Demons will always manifest themselves in front of a Christian that knows his authority. Always, 100% of the time. They, don't, they can't hide it. They, they, I'm telling you, it's something about the Spirit of God and the life and nature of God that they can't stand to be around. I know I watch their eyes a lot. So I look at their eyes. I've seen people, you know, try to hide things and their eyes are dance in their head and everything else. But any time a demon's in, uh, in somebody, not only will he manifest himself if you know your authority, but I'll tell you something else. The people that's got the devil in them knows 100% of the time that they've got a devil. They always know it. It isn't something new to them. Are you listening to me? So Jesus rebuked this devil and uh, cast this devil out. Turn with me back to Mark, the ninth chapter. We'll read this account. Matthew, Mark, and Luke records exactly what took place there. I like Mark's account a little better. He goes into more detail with it. Uh, the ninth chapter and the 14th verse. He said, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. Straightway all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and runneth, running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? What do you question my disciples about? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, he foameth, he gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake unto thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered and said, he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him, bring him unto me. 
And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tarried him. Went into manifestation. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, said, How long ago since uh, this came into him? And he said, As of a child. And oft times, he had, you know, I'm going to tell you something. You have, to, you have to be careful what you let your t children look at. You have to be careful what you let your children listen to. Are you listening to me? I know some of this music they got, they got out now, this uh, uh, filth rock and everything else, I'm telling you it's dangerous to let your kids listen to it. Some of those men, and I say most of them in that rock, have sold their soul out to hell itself. They've made a pact with Satan, and if Satan will do something for them they, uh, and make them famous, they sell their souls out to them. I've heard them tell, say, I give my life to Satan. I made a pact with him. He's pr uh, we pray to Satan over these records, and he anoints this kind of music. You let your kids listen to some of that, you can expect some of this like this boy's got. All right, the 22nd verse. He talks about his son, said, well, he come into him as a child. said, oftentimes he's cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things is possible to him that believes. Straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came rushing together, he rebuked the foul spirit and said unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. The spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch as many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. Praise be unto God. All right, in this account, we see first of all, the, that's most important there, 14th verse, he said, when he was, uh, uh, when he came to his disciples, uh, uh, they had this big crowd around, and then the 17th verse, he talks about this man, and he said, Master, I brought unto thee my son. The first thing you need to know about this is he brought, he brought. That's an act of faith right there. How many of you know you can't get some help unless you get around where, where someone's believing something? You know, folks say, well, I never have seen that before. Well, they never have been around where it's happening. If you're gonna get help from God, you better get around where God's moving. If you want expect God to do something, you can't, you can't go around uh, uh, places where the Spirit of God is not moving. I believe that anywhere God is, He is in men, uh, demonstration that He is revealing Himself. He is saying something, doing something, or He is moving some kind of way in every service. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you can't get help unless you're around where help's at. So first of all, he brought, brought his son. Uh, this man, it says there in the 18th verse, said he knew that his son had a devil. Uh, he said, uh, said he's got a, a, a dumb devil. Uh, 18th verse there, he said, uh, said he uh, tears him and he foams, he gnashes with his teeth and he's pining away. Williams translates that. He said, uh, this demon, it seizes him, 
and it convulses him. He has convulsions. New English Bible said he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and goes rigid. Have you ever seen anyone have an epileptic fit? Have you ever seen anyone have an epileptic fit? I, I grew up with a boy that had epilepsy, and he'd have an epileptic fit. Man, he'd just get rigid, just stiff as a board. Just stiff as a board. We'd have to get, it, oh, get his mouth out some kind of way and get a handkerchief or a spoon or something, get his tongue. He'd swallow his tongue. Man, you had to dig his tongue out of there. Well, that's what this boy had. He had epileptic fits. Look there in the 21st verse. He said, well, in the 20th verse, and they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tears him. Well, when, when they brought him to Jesus, this spirit went to cutting up and manifest itself. Here he was. Here he was just having a foaming fit and wallowing and all this and the flo floor and, you know, this every which way. And Jesus said, just how long has this old boy been like this? How long has he had this? You know, he didn't get excited about this. You know, I've heard folks say, get him out of him quick. Oh, get the devil out of him quick. Get him out of here. All y'all that ain't covered by the blood, get him out of here. He'll run into you, you know. How many of you ever heard some of that? Demon can't just go into anybody, even a sinner. You got to give him place. He can't take one. You got to give him place. Even a sinner does. All right, he said here, Jesus didn't even get concerned about the boy having that fit, you know. 23rd verse. 22nd verse. That oftentimes he asked Father, how long has been like this? That oftentimes he cast into the him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. The spirit was trying to kill him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, now this fellow's honest about it. He said, man, said, if you can do anything, uh, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if I can do anything, what do you mean if I can do anything? What'd you bring him if you didn't think I could do something? Huh? Philip's translation, Jesus said, if I can do anything, he restored it. The word restored means to direct the word back upon the originator. He just throwed it right back in, in the man's lap. He said, if I can do anything, what do you mean if I can do anything? He said, if you can do anything, all things is possible to him that believes. Amen? The believer has a right to get something done. So this fellow said, now if you can do anything, said, uh, uh, help us. He said, if I can do anything, what do you mean if I can do anything? I can do something. But he said, all things is possible to him that believes. He put it right back on the man and said, you're going to have to act in faith yourself. Well, the fellow, you know, 24th verse there. Our 24th, he said, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. This is a cry of a sinner. This is a cry of an unbeliever. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. The cry of a believer is, Lord, I came to you for help, and you've already given me help. I know that you can get him delivered. Blessed be God, and I do believe, blessed be God. It ain't help my unbelief. You don't need any help. Jesus has already helped you. He's done all he needs to do on the cross to get you delivered from anything. Amen? Amen. He 
He said, all things is possible to him that believes. Good speech said, everything is possible for the one who has faith. I know a preacher one time. He had, I don't know exactly he had a tumor anyway. He, he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's what he said. That's the cry of a heathen. That's not the cry of a saint. That's not a cry of a man that knows uh, that Jesus is already. Faith says, blessed be God, by stripes I'm healed. Faith says he's already helped me. So our cry shouldn't be help my unbelief. Say, blessed be God, you've already helped my belief. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, Matthew, turn with me to Matthew, the eighth chapter. said, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with the devil, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying himself took our infirmities and he bare our sicknesses. See, you've got to realize this, that Jesus has done all he's going to do about your healing. He's not going to heal you. Some folks say, well, I'm trying to get my healing. Well, you've missed it. Well, I'm trying to receive from God. Well, you, 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 you need to realize this, that Jesus has already took care of everything you need for life and godliness and that he healed you 2,000 years ago the same time he took your sin. See, in, in 1 Peter 2, 24, said, who is on self by our sins. See, that's the number one problem. Said, who is on self by our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes... Ye were healed. So there's the double cure right there, praise God. He took care of the sin and the sickness also. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said there in Matthew 8, 17, himself took your infirmities. Well, in Isaiah, he said, he took your griefs and carried your sorrows. He took your griefs. He carried your sorrows. Or he took your pains. So we need to realize this as believers. Healing already belongs to us that we don't have to say, help my unbelief, blessed be God. I believe God. I believe what he did in the death, burial, and resurrection was enough to heal every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth. Amen? I believe that when he said it's finished, that it's finished. Everything we needed uh, uh, to live a life on this earth and, and enjoy life has been handled on the cross. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Himself took our infirmities. He bare our sickness, and by his stripes we're healed. Hallelujah. Well, y'all get anything out of that tonight? Praise the Lord. Praise God.